My wish for you is that 2023 is the year that you finally see the improvement you've worked so hard to create. And Yelp for Restaurants is here to help. This year, we're launching new tools and programs to make this year your best year. In addition to the content you already love, we're launching a marketing series packed with actionable worksheets. We've got monthly webinars focused on the best business strategies out there. And as always, Yelp offers best-in-class software to help you optimize your restaurant and maximize your profits. See everything Yelp for Restaurants has to offer by visiting restaurants.yelp.com today. Welcome to Restaurant Marketing School. I'm Josh Kopel, a Michelin-rated restaurateur. Together with industry expert Anthony Hamilton, we're unpacking the tactics, tools, and strategies used by million-dollar marketing agencies to improve your restaurant. Join us daily to get an actionable tip you can use in your restaurant today. Today we're talking about turnover. It starts with onboarding, and we're going to make sure it doesn't happen to you. Anthony Hamilton, lead us off. What's up, man? So this is what I'm really passionate about because I just don't see this in a hospitality segment, whether corporate or independent. And really, turnover is the biggest problem we're having right now. Labor shortage, obviously, is huge. But the turnover and actually retaining those employees is damn near possible in the competitive arena that we have now, right? Just as you and I were talking off mic, like you could just walk outside, hold up a sign and said, I'm looking for a job. You got a job in five minutes, right? So you have to understand, like, as an employer, your competitive advantage for your customers now translates to your your employees as well. You got to have a competitive advantage. Give a reason why they want to work there. Gone are the days where you had stages and applicants lined up out your door and you could just churn through your people, right? You got to make an impression and one that lasts. And quite frankly, it starts with the onboarding process, man. It starts with the interviews. And more importantly, and this is one we do deplorably as operators, starts with orientation, creating a raving fan right out of the gate. And I think you did this in your operational days, if I'm not mistaken. When you brought employees in for orientation, it was like a game show, right? It was a big to-do, a lot of pomp and circumstance. There was gift bags. You made raving fans of the company from minute one. They knew exactly where to go. They felt very comfortable what door to walk in, who to talk to, who to ask for. They were appreciated from the jump, right? And now all of a sudden they're five minutes in and they can't wait to call their wife or their significant other or their best friend and brag, oh my God, this job's so amazing. Listen to what these people did for me, right? And now you set the table. But so often what we do is we skip that process because we don't have the time, right? So we tell them like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get your uniform for you on Monday. We'll get your paperwork filled out then. Just go jump in the dish tank or jump on the line and learn from so-and-so, right? That's the way we did it. I'm fascinated because I did it so long and I never understood why I couldn't keep employees longer. Well, hell, I need to create glue. I need to create mm-hmm. stickiness, right? Orientation's there. So I get the stickiness from the likability factor, but then also I'm setting expectations. I give them an education of what I'm about, where my ideals lie, where my moral compass is, what my mission statement is. And they can align with that much more easily because they know what's expected of them, right? And as these things go, if they know what's expected of them and it's clearly and concisely brought to them, they can perform up to that expectation. Now, intrinsically, they feel good, right? Internally, they know they did a good job. They're not shooting a target in the dark and there's less disagreements. They're sticking around longer, period. What you're really talking about is creating alignment at the outset, yes? Yeah, that's exactly right. Thanks. It took me five minutes to say the exact same thing you just said. <laughs> one I, feel, I feel pretty amazing over here. <laughs> but it's true. I think that when we don't define what winning looks like, it makes it really hard to onboard and keep winners. 
such a good point, man. I used to reach my hand out the back door, reach for a pulse. If I found a neck with a pulse, I dragged him in and gave him a job. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, that's how simple it was. And right now it's even more trying because you don't have all these applicants to choose from. So you're basically choosing a lesser of two evils, right? When it comes down to it, like, eh, I don't want either one of these people. I'm going to choose this one. But then that leads us into training, man, you know, and it, so often we would expedite the training. And I'm a huge proponent of the adage I heard the other day that most short-term fixes cause a long-term pain. And this isn't something I realized as an operator is I was busy, right? Too busy to train someone the right way. And I would hire a manager in or hire an employee in, and I would stick them with my best employee. Unbeknownst to me, whether or not my best employee even likes training people, I said, you're my best employee. So you're going to train people because I want people to do it your way. So there in of itself is a problem, but maybe that's another episode, another day. But then what, <laughs> would, then what would happen is we would rush him through the training as quickly as possible. And we would train him all on time instead of habit. But everybody learns at different rates. So that was so short-sighted, right? We'd be like, oh, by the end of the week, I need you to run in saute station. That's a recipe for disaster, man. So then what happens is I don't train these people effectively. I don't orient them effectively. And now I have a headache every couple of days from this person because they don't know what's expected of them. They don't know how to do the job. Inevitably, there's frustration. And then our relationship ends. Well, and so let's talk about essential elements. I don't think anyone's listening to this that isn't in agreement. But assuming people are doing things the way that you and I did for years, <laughs> the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are like three things that they could start doing today that would have a significant impact on not only onboarding, but retention as well? Yeah. So I would look at my orientation process first and foremost, and I would bring some value into that. And I would say, okay, how am I going to take these people, put them down in an environment, give them a company history, get them to buy into the story, give them a gift bag with proper uniforms and just do things the right way. That you're talking a five minute inventory list right there, Josh. What you're talking about is, okay, day one, what's expected of them? What are we going to do with them? And you chart out what brings value. Okay, we need to get their paperwork done, right? We need to make sure they have uniforms. Let's give them some gift cards so then their significant other can come in and check it out before their tenure starts, right? And create a little package of that sort of thing. And then map out what it is they need to know. And it should be a list on Excel or Word, maybe five to 10 bullet points. Done and done, right? Because as an owner, you know what you hope they know after week one, don't you? You have an idea? Absolutely. So simple as that. And with the training, what I do is I break down every dish on my menu. So let's say it's a quesadilla. I break it down into steps. What's my first step? Open the drawer and grab the tortilla. My next step is dump two ounces of oil onto the flat top at 350 degrees. My next step is lay the tortilla down. I let it cook for 30 seconds or when it's brown. My next step is I put four ounces of cheese on that, right? And you see what I'm doing is I'm itemizing the process there. And then I train my employees on every dish step by freaking step to make sure they got it down. By the end of that training session, man, they're going to know every single measurement, every single mode of that training, and they're going to do it right from there on out. So it's not only helping the company, but then also my employee knows exactly what's expected of them. Again, I can't say that enough. They know exactly what's expected of them. They're doing a great job. They know it. The positive juju becomes synergistic. And all of a sudden, you got yourself a good tenure. So those two things specifically is what I would do. I would map out and inventory my orientation process. And I would take the time to map out and inventory my training process. And if you have some compulsive tendencies like I do, I would break it down dish by dish by dish. If you want to hear previous episodes or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash marketing school. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. While you're there, please leave us a review. I'm Josh Kopel, and you've been listening to Restaurant Marketing School.